everybody. What's going on? Dan Bach of the Roto Grinders here to talk a little bit about uh, the situation around Bachelor Gate. We call this the Daily Fantasy Fix podcast. I've kind of put it on a hiatus a good bit. A lot of stuff going on here at RG. I got my hands in. But, hey, if we get DFS on the front pages of TMZ, on People Magazine, the Washington Post, you're damn well right. I'm going to fire up a podcast to give some commentary about it. So that's what we are going to do this morning. I hope things are going well in your world. Uh, the last 48 hours have been something else. Unless you've lived in a cave, you know what I'm talking about. We've got you know Jade from The Bachelor, uh, Bachelorette, I don't know, Bachelor in Paradise, somewhere in that franchise, maybe all of them to be honest with you. And she, uh, she won a million dollars on DraftKings this past weekend in the Millie Maker contest. And you know, the first thing I noticed when I saw this was like, Okay, well, that's pretty cool. Let's kind of like check out what she did. Like, did she win on a bullet? Did she fire one lineup and win? Did she play like five lineups, which, you know, your, your typical casual player is going to do? And, and I start digging in and I see like she threw in 150 lineups. And that was something that really caught my attention because uh, I didn't suspect her to be somebody who is a quote unquote DFS grinder uh, because. That's typically the type of person who's going to put in 150 lineups. My wife, does she have a DraftKings account? Yes, she does. But what she plays is like $5 pick'em games. You know, the, the, the tiers contests on DraftKings. That's it. I cannot fathom my wife being able to build 150 lineups and max multi, mass multi-enter on DraftKings. There's like there's zero chance that she would do that. Now... I don't want to come off as sexist here because absolutely there's women who can do it. There's there's nothing that says a, a woman could not mass multi-enter a GPP. But with that said, the likelihood of it happening and it being a former Bachelor contestant who I'd never even heard of as somebody who plays DFS was kind of curious at best. Not an impossibility, but but curious at best. So that kind of stood out to me. And then, you know, we've got the internet sleuths out there who uh, really stepped to the plate for this one because next thing they know, they realize her husband is also a player. And I want to, you know, there, there's other context here as well. You know, former Bachelor contestant turned DFS tout, you know, congratulating, you know, the husband, not the wife. I, I don't really want to get into that side of things. I don't know if that really, really matters in the grand scheme of things, but the fact of the matter is her husband does play. Her husband plays a lot. So much to the, uh, you know, to the point of, you know, I texted one of uh, the high stakes guys that I know and I said, Hey, are you familiar with this guy? And they're like, Oh yeah, Tanner, he is like a serial donator. You know, he not very good, but he loves to fire. So clearly this guy is a DFS grinder. And lo and behold, he also has fired 150 lineups into this. So you got two people, same household, 300 lineups, curious at best. And, you know, you start digging in a little bit, say, okay, well, let's, let's see what else. Let's, let's see if, you know, Jade has played some DFS besides this situation. And from what I have seen, and again, I don't have access to DraftKings and I can't see all the games they played. I can go by what I find in results DB. And what I've found in results DB to this point is that seemingly every contest Jade has played 
has been a situation where she has max multi-entered and he has max multi-entered. I don't know for sure that's a fact beyond the, the contests that I have found. Because for me, that's the biggest angle for us to look at, is the playing pattern of these two players. Because trying to find like the proof on that Tanner built 300 lineups and entered them on both accounts, that's going to be pretty difficult to do. I think it's possible, but I think you can also look at things to the point and say, what's the likelihood that this isn't going to happen? Now, does likelihood stand up in court if they want to sue to get a million dollars? I don't know. And we'll talk about DraftKings' side of this here in a little bit. But for me, the key is, what is the history of Jade playing DFS? Does she ever just casually been putting in a cash game in a 50-50? Or did she, her first day opening the account, did she go in and max mass multi-enter 150 lineups? That's relevant news to me. Because I'm betting the number of people who fall into that category of opening a DraftKings lineup, using an optimizer, and dropping 150 lineups in is 0.0001%. And I don't know that this took place with her. But these are the things that I think DraftKings needs to look at. Because I think these are absolutely smoking guns to basically that she wouldn't be the one that is entering these contests. Because that's not what somebody who does who first opens an account. I mean, I've looked through and and they've made it very clear that they've been doing this for 17 weeks. That they've both been mass multi-entering 150 lineups for 17 weeks. Now think about that for a second. I mean, some of you guys are out there or married. I mean, building 150 lineups is hard, okay? It's it's laborious, and it's easier, obviously, when you've got uh, the tools, lineup HQ, different optimizers out there. I get it. But especially, like, the grind of following along with 150 lineups 17 straight weeks, like, that is... That is grinder-esque right there. I mean, that is not somebody who's a casual player. And, you know, I even dug into the Christmas slate. I said, okay, they, they like playing for big money. And sure enough, Christmas slate, DraftKings, NBA, 150 lineups for her, 150 lineups for him. And that's where I think we get the smoking gun, is, is the only contests that she plays contests where he also plays and they both play the max number of entries if that's the case and it might be might not but if that's the case I think you got your smoking gun right there I don't think it matters um what the allocations are now admittedly the allocations of the player pool this past week really sniff collusion um with the way that they were built where they literally had like no overlap overlap of quarterbacks within, you know, 300 lineups. Like what is the likelihood if they were building their lineups independently that that was going to take place? Now on the flip side, if you go through their player pools through those 17 weeks, and I've looked at a lot of them, it's not always that way. I mean, there was a week where they literally played everybody at like 17% of everyone. And there was weeks where they both, hit the lock button on uh, Kel- uh, on Kevin Harmon or Keenan Allen or whomever it was. So there's not like a pattern of the way that those lineups were, 
you know, made every single week for the past 17 weeks. And, and that's why, like, I think it's pertinent to the tournament that they won because it does look very much like collusion. But I think collusion is the wrong word. I think it's multi-accounting. I think that's the question here. Is Tanner using Jade's account so he can circumvent the entry limits? That's the question. Because I have a hard time believing that that she is a hardcore enough grinder to <laughs> to be to be coming out and to, you know working with her husband to build these correlated lineups together. Like that's a that's a lot of work that goes into that. A lot of work. A lot easier if it's just one person spitting out three hundred lineups in an optimizer putting half on her account, half on his account. I don't know that that happened. We'll see. But, you know, that's the crux of the controversy here. And, you know, I'm curious to know if she's going to talk. You know, he spoke with David Purdom over at ESPN. I'd love to talk to them and give them a fair shake to tell us their story. And, you know, if I was them, I would probably get an attorney, and I'm sure an attorney will tell you, shut your, shut your trap. You got nothing to gain by talking. The only people you should be talking to are me and then potentially DraftKings, or let me talk to DraftKings for you. A million dollars, a lot of money at stake, a lot of money. And, um, but, you know, I think she could clear the air pretty, qu- pretty quickly if she can talk exactly about what took place. And it's not what took place this week. And that's the concern here. I mean, this is something that's happened for 17 weeks. And some people are out there and being like, well, Dan, it happened 17 weeks. Nobody cared about it until they won a million dollars. So, like, isn't that a little bit disingenuous? And, and my answer to that is no. Because nobody knew. And, and I'll be very clear. Like, I don't feel, as somebody who plays on DraftKings... Who was in that contest last week? I don't know if I was, but if I was, I wouldn't feel like I necessarily got quote unquote cheated. And I wouldn't feel like, oh, these guys were just at a huge advantage over me and that's why they won a million dollars. No, I don't. Bad to average players getting more lineups is probably not an advantage. Now, I don't know if they fall into that category or not. But they did this for 17 weeks, and his name never really came up. Um, And they probably have donated a ton of money. Now, there's some speculation, we'll get to this as well, about whether or not he has or has not won a million dollars over on FanDuel. Might explain having the bankroll to put in 150 lineups, 300 lineups, whatever it is, on a given week. But get to that here in a second. But... Looking at this situation, you know, I, I I don't feel cheated as a player from that regard. Like, they're at a huge advantage over everybody else. Although in a four-game slate, I think there's a case to be made that, that there potentially are. In a 16-game slate, I don't, I don't really see it. Maybe for a top player who is great at mass multi-entry, yeah, I think maybe it is an advantage. I don't know if they fall into that bucket. But... The fact is, there are community guidelines. There are terms of service on DraftKings. And it looks pretty clear 
and we're going to go through those right now, that they did not abide by them. And if you go to the DraftKings community guidelines, they've got something called unacceptable behaviors. Got a little black or orange X next to it. It says group play behavior designed to gain an unfair advantage. In bold, team building, complementary lineups which which serve to work together and executing a strategy that may create an unfair advantage over individual players. Uh, Example A, you and two of your friends coordinate the makeup of your lineups and build and coordinate which contests you enter using them. If she only is playing the contest that he's playing and putting in 150 lineups in just those contests... Feels pretty clear. I don't know if it's the case. I want to make that clear. I don't know. I don't have the data. But from the contests that I've seen, that's what I've seen. Example B, you and a group of friends collaborate in NFL contests to each draft different QBs and wide receivers to guarantee you aren't competing as directly with each other. What did we say happened with their lineups? Uh, half of them had one set of quarterbacks. The other half had the other Set of quarterbacks? Hmm, interesting. Entering the max number of entries into a contest, type of contest or event, and having a third party, regardless of the relationship, put in entries for you. Example, contest has a maximum of 10 entries. You put in 10 entries, but want to play more. So you give your friend 10 additional lineups to play the contest. Hmm, could be if, if my hypothesis is correct. Could be kind of what we see here. Um, and then just, you know, the, the bottom line is it says one, uh, one person, one account. One person, one account. And, you know, I don't, I don't really want to get into the other situations that exist around DFS because they've been talked about a lot. Whether it's the Burrito Brothers, there was the... Raging Philip Mawa, I believe, situation with golf a, a while back. The, the big difference here is, in my opinion, is, again, those are more collusionary. Because clearly those are two different people who play a ton of contests. And they don't always play the same contest. A lot of times they do. Um, but they're playing cash games. They're playing GPPs. They're playing different sports. It's harder to make that case when you know it's two different people who are not living together. And I'm not trying to make excuses for it because I do think there there is some controversy there. But it's harder to prove. And, and that's the biggest thing, I think, for us to talk about is those situations, very tough for DraftKings to have the burden of proof that people are sharing funds, for example. Because that's really what it boils down to. Are those people you know, sharing their money? You're going to dig into their bank accounts and, and find it out? You're going to subpoena the banks to get the statements to see if there's large sums of money being distributed between these two people? Like, it's, it's really, really difficult to prove. And like, let's not put our head in the sand. I mean, there's people who are absolutely doing this all the time. But the truth is 99% of those people who are doing it, will never get caught. Because we don't know who they are. We don't know who they are. They're not two C-list celebrities who have their name on their accounts who won a millionaire maker. 
That's the difference. That's the only reason that these guys got caught. Because let's face it, they did it for 17 weeks and didn't get caught. And that's got to be the embarrassing side of this for DraftKings. Is to know that this was going on. And I don't know that they knew that it was going on. But for it to happen and them to say, oh, we didn't realize it until they finally won. I mean, I kind of hope that's the case. I certainly hope they wouldn't, you know, turn their head and say, oh, these guys are never going to win. We'll just let them do this. Like, I, I don't want to find out that's the case. But it's very clear that if this had already been investigated, if DraftKings had already gone into this and said, oh, you know what? This is flagged. This doesn't look right. We'll dig into it during week 10 and see, oh, you know what? This is two different people. It's husband and wife. They're both big, hardcore grinders spending $6,000 a week chasing a millionaire maker. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll sign off on it. it. We believe it. Like, they've given us enough proof. This would already be nipped in the bud. They could have already come out and said, we did talk about this when we noticed it in week six and uh, realized that no, there was no wrongdoing. So we needed somebody to win. We needed them to win for this to be recognized. That's a little bit hard to believe. But it's also like, how else is it going to come to light unless it's a celebrity situation? Because this happens all the time. And it's not always in like a 150 max situation here. You're telling me that like high stakes 5K buy-ins where the max entry is three, that you don't have top level pros in those high stakes games, you know, basically combining entries and saying, I'll build three, you build three, eh, we'll split it up. And I'll take a look at your lineups and I'll and you take a look at my lineups. Of course that's happening. It's absolutely happening. It's happening on single entry. It's happening on three entry max. It's happening on 150 entries. But the idea that it's easy to catch is false. It's 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 impossible to catch unless it's this situation. Because the moment that a celebrity wins, a celebrity couple wins, and I guess I'll sound sexist and the bachelor contestant, the female wins, you're automatically going to have people look into it more. Honestly, if, if Tanner had won, this would have never happened because I think 99% of us would have sat there and said, great dude's a grinder, won a million bucks and wouldn't have thought for a second that his wife was throwing in $3,500 worth of lineups. I wouldn't have. Would you? No. Because it's just not common. I mean, how many couples in this world are, 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 are mass multi-entering every millimaker? Maybe they've just got a lot of money and are the most passionate DFS couple in the world. I don't think that's the case. But maybe they are. And we'll see if there's enough here for DraftKings to do something. Because I think that's the story here. I mean, the rest of it, it's interesting. It makes a great headline. 
it's something that I, I I'm not surprised has you know taken pop culture by storm, and I don't know that it's going to slow down. And maybe it will. Maybe it goes away here. But people love controversy. People, I think, will still be asking about this. I mean, it's already came out that there that DraftKings is holding the million dollars. How often does that happen? Does it every time somebody wins a millionaire maker? Do they hold the million dollars to investigate it? Maybe they do. I don't know. I've never won a million dollars. I've never been able to uh, click the withdraw button when I had a million dollars in my account. But that also brings me to this other question I have. Does this happen on FanDuel? Now, I want to give a little bit of kudos here to DraftKings. They do have the .csvs. They make it available for us to look in and see the playing patterns and the lineup construction and allow us to be a little bit of a cop when it comes down to this stuff. And that's a good thing. And big credit to DraftKings for that. FanDuel, on the other hand, they don't have it. We get some results DB data, but we only get it for the the games when they're over, for only the winning players. Now, I'd be very curious at this because I think it was Travis Petty on his stream, his podcast, his uh, Twitter handle mentioned that he believed that, or somebody told him that Tanner won a million dollars on week seven over there on FanDuel. I don't know if that's true. It wasn't uh, a T Tolbert handle. Um, So here's the question I have. I was FanDuel. Does FanDuel have any... Should they now dig in and say, okay, well, let's see what's happening on our platform and go behind the scenes and see whether or not they both have, they're doing something similar on the DraftKings or on the FanDuel Millionaire Maker. I mean, we we can't dig in and find out for ourselves. And we, we don't know if she even has an account on FanDuel. She might not. Hope she doesn't. But it would also be kind of weird to do it in one place and, and not another. Especially if you won maybe a million dollars over there on FanDuel. Again, I don't I don't know for sure that that happened. Okay? Speculation. But whether they did or they didn't, that probably shouldn't even matter. They should probably look into that a little bit. Now that we know that there's definitely two people, one household, 300 lineups happening on DraftKings. And... Let's get to DK here for a second and what's going what's gonna to happen. Because there's a lot of people out there saying, you know, how do you prove it? I think it's, it's a fair question. How do you prove it? How do we know that she is not a hardcore DFS grinder? Okay, how do we know that? Like, I, I don't. And I don't think we can 100% say that we know it's not true but i also think that like it's like it's like any sort of case like you you piece it all together and what's the likely scenario that it's anything but one person building 300 lineups like what is that scenario that on christmas morning she sat down in her jammies and said hey honey let's let's grind the optimizers together and build 150 NBA lineups here on Christmas Day. Like, 
guess it's possible. Again, like most DFS degen family ever, if, if that took place. So how does DraftKings figure it out? And you know, I spoke a little bit about this already, mentioned it on Twitter. I, I think it really boils down to playing patterns and, and, and trying to find a situation where is there a connection in the games that she plays to the games that he plays? Man, I'm telling you, when, I, when this happened, I really wanted it to be five lineups, 10 lineups, 15 lineups. I really did. I think it had been a fun story. Especially, like, if he's a DFS grinder. Oh, my husband, you know, he's into this hardcore. I got into it a little bit so we could have something we're both interested in. And I built five lineups on a, on a millimaker every week. Like, that, that's totally believable. Totally. It's something that I'm sure happens out there. I'm sure there's husband and wife people who play. But 150? Just not believable. Again, burden of proof. Is it on DraftKings to decide it? Do they have the ability to say, you know what? We've got enough data here. We can look at the timestamps of when things are are entered. Um, We can look at the IP addresses, which, of course, they're a married couple. That probably doesn't really matter. But again, I think it just boils down to game selection all the way. And and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she plays other contests. And if she does, I think that's a that's a huge help to their to their cause here and saying, hey, you know what? I, I'm into playing myself. But if the only time you play is when somebody else does, I think I think that's it. I think that's the smoking gun. And only DraftKings. Well, know that they've got the data on this, and you know I respect them for coming out with a with a statement saying, "Hey, we're investigating this," and I think they had to. And here's the deal: like, if it wasn't a celebrity couple, if it wasn't on TMZ, if it wasn't on People Magazine, do they do this? I don't know. Honestly, like, would any of us know? You know, if the dude who won the Millie Maker last week. And I don't know who it was, and I don't know if they had 150 lines, but let's just play devil's advocate. Say the dude who won it last week won it with 150 lineups. Would we know whether the dude or dudette, somebody else in that household had 150 lineups? Would we have known? No. No, we would not. We'd not have known. But we do know that for this one. And we know that it's a pattern that's happening all season long. And, you know, DraftKings is in a spot here where it's a tough one because it, the burden of proof still does fall on them to say, okay, you cheated and we're going to take away your million dollars. And I'll tell you what, if they came out and said that, I would be impressed, very impressed. And I almost feel like this is a situation where they almost quote unquote have to do it because the evidence is so overwhelming that it likely happened didn't definitely happen okay likely happened and i think it would show like hey we're gonna take this stuff seriously if they come out and say you know what we did the investigation where we feel confident that she entered these lineups man uh, dfs twitter is gonna go nuts and in typically DraftKings, you know, they say, oh, we investigate stuff. We do. We investigate stuff. But 
you know, legally we don't we don't comment about it. I think you got to comment here. It's everywhere, right? Or does DraftKings just wait it out and hope it goes away? Could do that. And it's weird. And that's why these community guidelines are, are a bit of a farce. Because how do you prove it? Like, again, going back to it, 99% of the time, you can't. This might be that 1% where you can say, we've got some multi-accounting. we got some collusion. And I think that's the difference is, it's multi-accounting if you think he entered the, entered the lineups. And if she did, then I think you could make the case that it's collusion. I mean, I'd be curious to know, and not so much in the, the other weeks, I guess. It's still possible, though. Like, Did they ever have duplicated lineups? I, I guess Tanner had a duplicated lineup of his own in one of the, uh, in one of the contests this past weekend. But like, if they're building like 300 lineups together as a family over the last three months. God, man, can you imagine that household? Can you imagine? I mean, my wife hates me on Super Bowl or, or on, on fantasy Sundays because I do nothing. Okay, I'm sweating 150 lineups. Or if I'm, you know, it's, I don't build 150. I'm usually about 20 lineup guy, but imagine that. Crazy, crazy. So, um, we'll see. We'll see. But again, I think there's a lot of this stuff going on. A lot of it we can't detect. Maybe some of it we can, and you kind of... DraftKings just says, no, or whatever. And, and maybe they've also done stuff. We wouldn't know. And, and that's the thing that, that I... Even when they came out with these rules, like, what, three years ago, I think it was... I sat down with Matt Kalish and I was like, how are we going to know what you got? Like, what's the point of doing investigations and how are we going to have peace of mind as players knowing that, that like there's things going on, that there's situations that are being handled? How, how are we going to know if you don't tell us? You got to trust us. Okay. We got to trust you. Well, here we go. Here's another one and it's in the public and I'll be shocked if there's not further comment made one way or another. I think there has to be. So there you go. That's the breakdown. That's what I've got for you. I think it's uh, it's one of these moments in DFS where, you know, some people are like, oh, it's the end of DFS. Here comes all the, uh, you know, all the politicians. No, no, no. This, this is very different. This is a D-list celebrity caught cheating, not a DraftKings is running shady games type situation you know ethan gate was a hundred x more detrimental to dfs than this will ever be we've got regulations in place we've got things that say you know one account per person um no multi-accounting no collusionary behavior like we've got some of this in regulations out there already so like it's 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 up to the sites to to police it. And you know, here's a time where DraftKings can police it. They can do it. Like, it, it, it looks clear. It looks really, really clear. But no, like, I mean, you got to remember, like, back when 2015, 
There was a question in a presidential debate about DFS. Yeah, no joke. The, the moderator asked whether or not they thought fantasy games should be regulated in wake of the DraftKings scandal and FanDuel scandal. And it was just one of those moments of like, this is like the biggest thing going on right now. And these are talking to the future leaders of our country and they're bringing DFS into it. Like I, I knew when that happened, we were in trouble. Like knew it. Pretty sure Elizabeth Warren is not going to be asked whether or not uh, Jade should keep the million dollars on DraftKings. Uh, I, I hope she kind of is because it would be quite entertaining to see the answer that she gives. Pretty sure that's not going to happen. So I, I, I think it's, uh, it, it's not a great story, but it's not, it's not something that's going to bring DFS to its knees. And, and the other thing is, you know, DraftKings got an IPO coming up. Um, looking to be one of the leaders in sports betting in this country. They got a lot riding uh, on their future here. I mean, they're three and a half billion dollar market cap. So th- this is a interesting timing of everything to say the very least. And I think all of our eyes are on DraftKings and, uh, to see what they say. And I just hope, please, please don't come out with, um, we don't comment on investigations involving our players. Please don't do that. Please don't do that. That will be the worst. That will be the worst. Give us a, hey, we investigated it. Here's what we found. And we don't think they broke the rules. Or we investigated it. Here's what we found. We think they broke the rules. Don't give us the lawyer line. Please don't. That's what I'm hoping for. So uh, I think we'll I think we'll get resolution here in the next 48 hours. I I really think there's something that's going to drop. I think it's one of those times where uh, it's we're going to actually get an answer on this. At least I'm hopeful. And you know, am I going to boycott DraftKings if they give them the million dollars? Hell no. Like I said, they've been doing this for 17 weeks, and we're losers every single week. Is it a bad look? Potentially. Not going to, like, stop me from playing there. Might stop other people from playing there. Not going to stop me. But if they do take away the million bucks, I think it shows, like, hey, we're willing to go out in a legend and say when we think, when we think things are wrong, we're not going to let you play. And maybe they don't. Maybe they don't think things are wrong. But just let us know what you find. Don't give us the line. All right, boys and girls, that's all I got for you. Thanks so much for listening, downloading, and being a part of our community here at rotogrinders.com. Free plug time. If you haven't checked out the SharpSide app, make sure you do. We've got our street contest going right now with that. A lot of fun. If you're into sports betting, or even if you're not into sports betting, it's a free app, iOS and Android. You make a lock bet, and if it wins, your streak, your streak continues. Once you get uh, five straight, then you're 6-1, and every pick after that that you get correct, you're going to win money over there on FanDuel to be playing on their platform. So uh, check it out. Free to play. Sharp side. A lot of fun and free. Hey, free literally takes a second to swipe a free wager on the app and then get your streak started. So, uh, all right, we're out of here. Um, we'll be back hopefully not soon enough because I usually only come out of the uh, woodwork when we've got controversy. And uh, I'll tell you what, hell of a 2020 getting started bachelor gate looks like draft cheats gonna get into a boxing match 
uh, all sorts of amazing things going on. So, uh, again, thanks for being a part of what we do here at Roto-Grinders. More to come, as always, and talk to you next time. See you, everybody.